Hello listener, this is Councillor KP, your way again today on this podcast channel. I'm here today to um, do a presentation on managing sexuality and ideal relationship. And my focus here is on the adolescents, the teenagers, you know, young people who are no longer children, but yet they are not uh, adults. They are not full-blown adults yet. And in this podcast, in this podcast, I want to talk about how young people can manage their sexuality. And what does it mean to have an ideal relationship with people of the opposite sex? Of course, it is a known fact that the adolescent period is a period of storm and stress. And uh, not so many adolescents are able to scale through this period, you know. And that's the reason why there is a need for school counselors, parents, and some other people who relate with young people of this age to be a part of their growth during this period. It's a period of storm and stress. And it's a period of different developmental stages. You know, they have their physical development, they have their psychosocial development, they have their sexual development, you know, and uh, all of that. And in this podcast, I just want to focus on the issue of uh, sexuality and how counselors, school counselors, parents, and people who interface with adolescents from time to time can actually help them to manage their sexuality. Okay, one thing I want us to understand is the fact that our society is obsessed with a lot of things which spur people into sexual acts. You know, we have the pornography, we have the nude pictures, we have uh, pictures on billboards, you know, where you have people who dress uh, naked and some half naked, you know, and we see a lot of things on our streets. And this has actually left both young and old people to actually combat with the issue of handling and managing their sexuality. If I want to look at the definition of terms in my presentation, um, we have manage, we have sexuality, we have ideal, and we also have a relationship. Okay, and what does it actually mean to manage? To manage means to make a proper use of something. Okay, to make a proper use of something to undo or use properly, you know, and it can also um, mean to uh, control the behavior of a person to do what you want uh, the person to do. Okay, 
and um, sexuality you know talks about the state of being a male or a female that's one way uh, which we can look at uh, sexuality we can also look at it uh, in this way um, talking about the activities that are connected with a person's sexual behavior sexual desires you know it's all about uh, uh, sexuality then things that people do think and feel that are related to their sexual desires that um, uh, is what we refer to as sexuality and one thing that i want um, school counselors to know and parents to note is that our sexuality is already a part of us you know, and that's one of the things that you need to make your adolescent, you know, your teenagers to understand that their sexuality is already a part of them. It's not something that they are going to import from somewhere. And that places a responsibility on them to manage it, to handle it, and to make a proper use of their sexuality. We'll get into the how of that. Okay, so I'm still looking at definition of terms. And when you look at what does it mean for something to be ideal ideal describes a principle about what is morally right or a perfect standard that you hope to achieve you know a principle about what is morally right or a perfect standard that you hope to achieve now we look at that um in relation to the topic that we are discussing you know managing sexuality and ideal relationship and what that means is that there can be some relationship with some people whether male or female gender that is not a perfect standard that you hope to achieve you know or something that is not morally right it's not an example it's not a perfect example of what uh, you know something should look like and when we look at the relationship we talk about um, the way in which two people or two groups of people feel about each other you know and behave towards each other it involves spending time together it involves exchanging feelings and it also involves communication and now having looked at uh, the different um, definition of the terms that we have here there are some facts that young people need to understand about themselves okay and um, you know each time i talk to young people about this i always uh, spend a whole lot of time explaining this to them you know as simple as these facts are they are the reasons why some young people fall into the negative hands or get into negative acts you know and uh, all of that okay so what are some of the facts about young people that they need to understand about themselves now during adolescence you know you know as i mean as an adolescent you know during puberty and you know puberty actually describes a period you know in the life of a young person where they when they experience the highest growth rate you know that is when their reproductive organs become mature and functional okay you know some so many young people have learned about puberty in biology and um, and some other topics like that okay so but those topics you know um 
those lessons just help them to understand you know some things about themselves you know the changes that takes place you know and that's very important for them to know okay that's very important you know i said that as adolescent during puberty you know that is when they experience the highest growth rate and when their reproductive organs become mature and also functional now when this period comes there are some physiological and psychological changes that takes place what are some of the physiological changes that takes place those are the things that we talk about in their biology you know when you talk about menstruation for girls production of sperm for boys you know the bald vo- i mean the 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 um, the, um, the bass uh, voice in in boys you know and for for uh, for boys and girls they begin to develop uh, they begin to grow the pubic and the armpit ear and um, uh, all, all of that those are the physiological changes you know that's when even boys start experiencing erection in their penis you know uh, most of the time you know and uh, all of that for girls you know that's the period that they start menstruating and uh, you know so there are a lot of uh, information that goes about you know when it comes goes around when it comes to that but there are also apart from the physiological changes there are also psychological changes that also takes place and that is the part of it that parents don't normally pay attention to some school counselors don't even pay attention to this uh, physiological changes that takes place in adolescence and if you want to really help an adolescent those are some of the things that you need to help them in fact at the onset of uh, puberty you know these are some of the things that you need to make young people to understand that a time will come that you will start having sexual urges because what happens during puberty is that their sexual hormones get activated and they begin to convey different sexual messages within the body you know this leads to experiencing some sexual feelings drives and curiosity about sex practices it is at that point that so many young people want to start fondling with themselves you know with their genitals is at that period that so many young people you know will want to start watching pornography is at that moment that some of them want to start masturbating you know that is you know arousing themselves you know to the point that they 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 they, they now begin to um uh, get aroused have sexual orgies and you know some of them they get to the point of satisfying themselves maybe by masturbating or finding somebody to have sex with you know so these are realities you know and they are like like i normally put it they are physiological and psychological changes that takes place but most of the time for people who work with adolescents they only look at the uh physiological changes you know they don't talk about the psychological changes they don't talk about the fact that at that period you know a uh, i love you from a guy will mean a whole lot to a young girl you know a touch from a, a, a young boy to a girl will mean a whole lot you know seeing the, the the body shape of a young girl will mean a whole lot to a boy you know so and 
it's not really their fault that's the way we are created and we are wired you know don't forget i said that sexual hormones get activated during this period and what do sexual hormones do you know they convey various sexual messages within the body and the resultant effect is that adolescents start having sexual feelings they start having drives you know that's when they start having sexual urges you know that's when they develop this curiosity about sex practices so at that time when you are telling a young boy to close his eyes when um some x-rated scenes are shown on the television you know it just raises their curiosity they want to know more about it why are you asking me not to and that's one of the reasons why some people some young uh, people you know when their parents are not there or when an adult is not there they want to try to find out what is it that you're actually saying to me that i should stop there are more facts to know sexual desires and sexual urges are actually real as long as a person is a human being and we need to understand that you know the sexual desires come through the thoughts and the minds you know it can be as a result of the things that they have fed their minds with you know since they are they have watched on the tv uh, books that they have read you know magazines cartoons that they have watched or sites that they have logged onto on the internet you know that can help make them to begin to have some sexual desires and that leads to sexual urges you know sexual urge you know has to do with the body movement and body reaction it's at that point that a boy will have erection and will start having a feeling of having sex with somebody at some point when they don't have somebody to have sex with or they don't consider that morally right because of their upbringing some of them they turn into masturbation they start fondling with their genitals you know until they derive that satisfaction and pleasure in it and don't forget hormones have been activated you know that helps them to enjoy what they are doing you know the pleasure uh, seeking hormones have been activated which will help them to enjoy what they are doing and there's no sane human being who enjoys something and will not want to go back into it okay so um, they, they, they have sexual desires they have sexual urges like I said sexual desires has to do with the thoughts and the mind and sexual urges are to do with the body movement and uh, reaction and most male you know get stimulated by thoughts and sights you know by the things that they see and the thoughts that runs through their mind and you need to help your adolescents you know to your clients your children to understand this and the most females get stimulated by words and touch you know the reason why i'm saying most most is because there are still some females who also get stimulated by the things that are 
things that have been known to stimulate boys, while there are also some male gender that also get stimulated by words and touch, you know, so, but most male get stimulated by thoughts and sight, while most females get stimulated by words and uh, touch, and it's at that point that you want to start helping young people. What are some of the things that you allow to come through your mind? What are some of the things that you see? You know, if you can control what you see to a very large extent, you will now be able to control, you know, the thoughts that will come through your mind. But if you can't control the things that you see, you won't be able to control the thought that runs through your mind and that leads them into wanting to practice out the things that um, that they they, they, they they have seen you know and for most females they get stimulated by words and by touch you know when a boy begins to gain access to your body and begin to touch you even if you have made up your mind you have made a decision that you're not going to get into sexual intercourse or premarital sex until you get married you know you discover that they discover that they start finding themselves doing this up find themselves gravitating toward because they may not be able to control the fact that somebody is touching them, the sensations they get in the body, they may not be able to control it. And most of the time, they are unable to control it. And that's why some young girls who have vowed, who have made decisions, who have played to chastity, when they don't have their body guarded, you know, and they allow somebody to begin to have access to their body, they may not be able to control themselves or they allow somebody to make use of words on them, you know, making them to, turning them on with words, they may not be able to control themselves, okay? Now, there are some myths about sex that so many young people, you know, they share amongst themselves. And I'm just going to talk about a few of them, you know, myths are lies that have um, eventually been circulating and some people have come to believe them uh, to be true, whereas they are lies, okay? One of it is the fact that some girls say amongst themselves that sex is the cure for menstrual pain. That's one of the things that adolescent, teenagers, secondary school adolescents, you know, say to themselves, you know, just to encourage each other to get into sexual practices. And that is a lie. Sex has never been a cure for menstrual pain. There are some young girls who have this um, secondary um uh, pain, you know, when 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 they are having their uh, menstrual periods, you know, it's a period of pain for for them. You know, instead of believing the lie that sex is a cure for menstrual pain, they need to see a medical practitioner who will do run tests on them or. Uh, prescribe some medications for them that will help them to be able to handle the pains that they normally have when they are having their menstrual uh, period okay now the next one for boys they normally say to themselves you know don't forget i'm talking about myths about sex you know lies that young people have come to believe about sex some boys used to say among themselves that delay sex you know causes abdominal pain in men that is a lie you know one 
of the things that secondary school adolescent boys share amongst themselves is that the moment you enter puberty you start producing sperm and when you don't ejaculate when you don't get the, the sperm the semen out of your body you know it, it will accumulate and it will start making you to have abdominal pain that is a lie you know and some young boys have believed that and they are looking for somebody to have sex with just because they want to rid themselves of the abdominal pain okay so as a counselor who work with teenagers who work with adolescents that's one of the things that you want them to understand that that's not true okay of course i'm sure you're conversant with the fact that some young people also say to themselves that sex is love that's not true that's a blatant lie sex is not love because some people you know when they say i love you i love you if you love me then show me by allowing me to have sex with you eventually when they have sex with each other some of them they become worse of enemies okay so where has the love gone to and that's one of the things that you need to help your teenagers your adolescents to understand sex is not love in fact if you really want to prove that you love me and that's one of the things i say to young people if you if a guy wants to prove to a girl that he loves her then he should abstain he should zip up you know and if a lady a girl wants to prove to a boy that i love you then she should abstain you know and not get each other into things that will now um, you know we will will affect them begin to trouble them or you know and some people get uh, pregnant even at a teen age and they start having issues to grapple with okay now another thing that boys say among themselves don't forget i'm still talking about myths about sex is that sex is a sign of maturity some boys actually secondary school adolescents just they they count girls that they have slept with that they have had sex with and to them that is a sign of maturity you know abstinence is actually a sign of maturity being able to control yourself is actually a sign of maturity it's not when they begin to count how many girls have i slept with how many girls have i slept with how many boys have i slept with you know so you need to disabuse their mind from the fact that sex is not a match a sign of maturity at all and the last one i want to talk about about the myths about sex is the fact that young girls say amongst themselves that virginity causes difficulty in child delivery that is if you have not been having sex regularly you know by the time you get pregnant and you want to deliver your child it's going to make it's going to be very difficult for you because your vagina will not be big enough for the baby to come out and all of that you know girls say a lot of things a lot of these stuff you know amongst each other but that is a lie of course people who are grown-ups will know that that is a blatant lie but some girls are falling victim into um, losing their virginity just because uh, of the fear of having difficulty in child delivery by the time uh, they get married okay so you need to uh, disabuse their minds from all of this okay so I will stop at this point and I'm going to continue in the next episode 
thank you for tuning in to my podcast channel again today don't forget this is counselor kp coming your way and today i'm looking at managing sexuality and ideal relationship i'm putting this out as a tool that school counselors and parents can also use to help work with their adolescents you know either boy or girl there are some of those things that they need to know and you need to be there to feed them with the right information thank you for tuning in and god bless you and in case you have uh, any question or you want to give any comment you can reach me on plus two three four eight zero five five eight four zero four eight two plus two three four eight zero five five eight four zero four eight two until i come your way in my next episode thank you for tuning in to my podcast channel today god bless you hello listener this is counselor kp your way again today on this podcast channel I'm here today to um, do a presentation on managing sexuality and ideal relationship and my focus here is on the adolescents the teenagers you know young people who are no longer children but yet they are not uh, adults they are not full-blown adults yet and in this podcast in this podcast i want to talk about how young people can manage their sexuality and what does it mean to have an ideal relationship with people of the opposite sex of course it is a known fact that the adolescent period is a period of storm and stress and uh, not so many adolescents are able to scale through this period you know and that's the reason why there is a need for school counselors parents and some other people who relate with young people of this age to be a part of their growth during this period it's a period of storm and stress and it's a period of different developmental stages you know they have their physical development they have their psychosocial development they have their sexual development you know and uh, all of that and in this podcast i just want to focus on the issue of uh, sexuality and how counselors school counselors parents and people who interface with adolescents from time to time can actually help them to manage their sexuality okay one thing i want us to understand is the fact that our society is obsessed with a lot of things which spur people into sexual acts you know we have the pornography we have the nude pictures we have uh, pictures on billboards you know where you have people who dress uh, naked and some half naked you know and we see a lot of things on our streets 
and this has actually left both young and old people to actually come back with the issue of handling and managing their sexuality. If I want to look at the definition of terms in my presentation, um, we have manage, we have sexuality, we have ideal, and we also have a relationship. Okay. And what does it actually mean to manage? To manage means to make a proper use of something. Okay. To make a proper use of something to undo or use properly. You know, and it can also um, mean to uh, control the behavior of a person to do what you want uh, the person to do. Okay. And um, sexuality, you know, talks about the state of being a male or a female. That's one way uh, which we can look at uh, sexuality. We can also look at it uh, in this way, um, talking about the activities that are connected with a person's sexual behavior, sexual desires. You know, it's all about uh, uh, sexuality. Then things that people do, think, and feel that are related to their sexual desires. That um, uh, is what we refer to as sexuality. And one thing that I want um, school counselors to know and parents to note is that our sexuality is already a part of us. You know, and that's one of the things that you need to make your adolescents, you know, your teenagers to understand that their sexuality is already a part of them. It's not something that they are going to import from somewhere. And that places a responsibility on them to manage it, to handle it, and to make a proper use of their sexuality. We'll get into the how of that. Okay, so I'm still looking at definition of terms. And when you look at what does it mean for something to be ideal? Ideal describes a principle about what is morally right or a perfect standard that you hope to achieve. You know, a principle about what is morally right or a perfect standard that you hope to achieve. Now, we look at that um, in relation to the topic that we are discussing, you know, managing sexuality and ideal relationship. And what that means is that there can be some relationship with some people, whether male or female gender, that is not a perfect standard that you hope to achieve. You know, or something that is not morally right. It's not an example. It's not a perfect example of what, uh, you know, something should look like. And when we look at the relationship, we talk about um, the way in which two people or two groups of people feel about each other, you know, and behave towards each other. It involves spending time together. It involves exchanging feelings. And it also involves communication. And now, having looked at uh, the different um, definition of the terms that we have here, there are some facts that young people need to understand about themselves. Okay? And, um, you know, each time I talk to young people about this, I always uh, spend a whole lot of time explaining this to them. You know, as simple as these facts are, they are the reasons why 
some young people fall into the negative hands or get into negative acts you know and uh, all of that okay so what are some of the facts about young people that they need to understand about themselves now during adolescence you know you know as i mean as an adolescent you know during puberty and you know puberty actually describes a period you know in the life of a young person where they when they experience the highest growth rate you know that is when their reproductive organs become mature and functional okay you know some so many young people have learned about puberty in biology and um, and some other topics like that okay so but those topics you know um those lessons just help them to understand you know some things about themselves you know the changes that takes place you know and that's very important for them to know okay that's very important you know i said that as adolescent during puberty you know that is when they experience the highest growth rate and when their reproductive organs become mature and also functional now when this period comes there are some physiological and psychological changes that takes place what are some of the physiological changes that takes place those are the things that we talk about in their biology you know when you talk about menstruation for girls production of sperm for boys you know the bald vo i mean the 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 um, the, um, the bass um, voice in in boys you know and for for uh, for boys and girls they begin to develop uh, they begin to grow the pubic and the armpit ear and um, uh, all, all of that those are the physiological changes you know that's when even boys start experiencing erection in their penis you know uh, most of the time you know and uh, all of that for girls you know that's the period that they start menstruating and uh, you know so there are a lot of uh, information that goes about you know when it comes goes around when it comes to that but there are also apart from the physiological changes there are also psychological changes that also takes place and that is the part of it that parents don't normally pay attention to some school counselors don't even pay attention to this uh, physiological changes that takes place in adolescence and if you want to really help an adolescent those are some of the things that you need to help them. In fact, at the onset of uh, puberty, you know, these are some of the things that you need to make young people to understand that a time will come that you will start having sexual urges because what happens during puberty is that their sexual hormones get activated and they begin to convey different sexual messages within the body. You know, this leads to experiencing some sexual feelings, drives, and curiosity about sex practices. It is at that point that so many young people want to start fondling with themselves, you know, with their genitals. It's at that period that so many young people, you know, will want to start watching pornography. It's at that moment that some of them want to start masturbating, you know, that is, you know, arousing themselves you know to the point that they 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 they, they now begin to 
um, uh, get aroused, have sexual orgies, and you know, some of them they get to the point of satisfying themselves, maybe by masturbating or finding somebody to have sex with. You know, so these are realities. You know, and they are like like I normally put it, they are physiological and psychological changes that takes place. But most of the time, for people who work with adolescents, they only look at the uh, physiological changes. You know, they don't talk about the psychological changes. They don't talk about the fact that at that period, you know, a uh, I love you from a guy will mean a whole lot to a young girl, you know. A touch from a, a, a young boy to a girl will mean a whole lot, you know. Seeing the, the the body shape of a young girl will mean a whole lot to a boy, you know. So, and it's not really their fault. That's the way we are created and we are wired. You know, don't forget I said that sexual hormones get activated during this period. And what do sexual hormones do? You know, they convey various sexual messages within the body and the resultant effect is that adolescents start having sexual feelings they start having drives you know that's when they start having sexual orgies you know that's when they develop this curiosity about sex practices so at that time when you are telling a young boy to close his eyes when um some x-rated scenes are shown on the television you know it's just raises their curiosity they want to know more about it why are you asking me not to and that's one of the reasons why some people some young uh, pe people you know when their parents are not there or when an adult is not there they want to try to find out what is it that you're actually saying to me that i should stop there are more facts to know sexual desires and sexual urges are actually real as long as a person is a human being and we need to understand that you know the sexual desires come through the thoughts and the minds you know it can be as a result of the things that they have fed their minds with you know since they are they have watched on the TV uh, books that they have read you know magazines cartoons that they have watched or uh, sites that they have logged onto on the internet you know that can help make them to begin to have some sexual desires and that leads to sexual urges you know sexual urge you know has to do with the body movement and body reaction is at that point that a boy will have erection and will start having a feeling of having sex with somebody at some point when they don't have somebody to have sex with or they don't consider that morally right because of their upbringing some of them they turn into masturbation they start fondling with their genitals you know until they derive that satisfaction and pleasure in it and don't forget hormones have been activated you know that helps them to enjoy what they are doing you know the pleasure uh, seeking hormones have been activated which will help them to enjoy what they are doing and there's no sane human being who enjoys something and will not want to go back into it okay so um, they, they, they have sexual desires they have sexual urges like I said sexual desires has to do with the thoughts and 
the mind and sexual urges are to do with the body movement and uh, reaction and most male you know get stimulated by thoughts and sights you know by the things that they see and the thoughts that runs through their mind and you need to help your adolescent you know to your clients your children to understand this and the most females get stimulated by words and touch you know the reason why i'm saying most most is because there are still some females who also get stimulated by the things that are uh Things that have been known to stimulate boys, while there are also some male gender that also get stimulated by words and touch. You know, so but most male get stimulated by thoughts and sight, while most females get stimulated by words and um, touch. And it's at that point that you want to start helping young people. What are some of the things that you allow to come through your mind? What are some of the things that you see? You know, if you can control what you see to a very large extent, you will now be able to control, you know, the thoughts that will come through your mind but if you can't control the things that you see you won't be able to control the thought that runs through your mind and that leads them into wanting to practice out the things that um that they they, they 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 have seen you know and for most females they get stimulated by words and by touch you know when a boy begins to gain access to your body and begin to touch you even if you have made up your mind you have made a decision that you're not going to get into sexual intercourse or premarital sex until you get married you know you discover that they discover that they start finding themselves doing this up find themselves gravitating toward because they may not be able to control the fact that somebody is touching them, the sensations they get in the body, they may not be able to control it. And most of the time, they are unable to control it. And that's why some young girls who have vowed, who have made decisions, who have pledged to chastity, when they don't have their body guarded, you know, and they allow somebody to begin to have access to their body, they may not be able to control themselves. Or they allow somebody to make use of words on them you know making them to turning them on with words they may not be able to control themselves okay now there are some myths about sex that so many young people you know they share amongst themselves and i'm just going to talk about a few of them you know myths are lies that have um eventually been circulating and some people have come to believe them uh, to be true whereas they are lies okay one of it is the fact that some girls say amongst themselves that sex is the cure for menstrual pain that's one of the things that adolescent teenagers secondary school adolescents you know say to themselves you know just to encourage each other to get into sexual practices and that is a lie sex has never been a cure for menstrual pain there are some young girls who have this um secondary um uh, pain you know when 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 they are having their uh, menstrual periods you know it's a period of pain for for them you know instead of believing the lie that sex is a cure for menstrual pain they need to see a medical practitioner who will do run tests on them or 
prescribe some medications for them that will help them to be able to undo the pains that they normally have when they are having their menstrual uh, period okay now the next one for boys they normally say to themselves you know don't forget i'm talking about myths about sex you know lies that young people have come to believe about sex some boys used to say among themselves that delay sex you know causes abdominal pain in men that is a lie you know one of the things that secondary school adolescent boys share among themselves is that the moment you enter puberty you start producing sperm and when you don't ejaculate when you don't get the, the sperm the semen out of your body you know it, it will accumulate and it will start making you to have abdominal pain that is a lie you know and some young boys have believed that and they are looking for somebody to have sex with just because they want to rid themselves of the abdominal pain okay so as a counselor who work with teenagers who work with adolescents that's one of the things that you want them to understand that that's not true okay of course i'm sure you're conversant with the fact that some young people also say to themselves that sex is love that's not true that's a blatant lie sex is not love because some people you know when they say i love you i love you if you love me then show me by allowing me to have sex with you eventually when they have sex with each other some of them they become worse of enemies okay so where has the love gone to and that's one of the things that you need to help your teenagers your adolescent to understand sex is not love in fact if you really want to prove that you love me and that's one of the things i say to young people if you if a guy wants to prove to a girl that he loves her then he should abstain he should zip up you know and if a lady a girl wants to prove to a boy that i love you then she should abstain you know and not get each other into things that will now uh, you know we will will affect them begin to trouble them or you know and some people get uh, pregnant even at a teen age and they start having issues to grapple with okay now another thing that boys say among themselves don't forget i'm still talking about myths about sex is that sex is a sign of maturity some boys actually secondary school adolescents just they, they count girls that they have slept with, that they have had sex with. And to them, that is a sign of maturity. You know, abstinence is actually a sign of maturity. Being able to control yourself is actually a sign of maturity. It's not when they begin to count how many girls have I slept with, how many girls have I slept with, how many boys have I slept with. You know, so you need to disabuse their mind from the fact that sex is not a, a sign of maturity at all. And the last one I want to talk about about the myths about sex is the fact that young girls say amongst themselves that virginity causes difficulty in child delivery that is if you have not been having sex regularly you know by the time you get pregnant and you want to deliver your child it's going to make it's going to be very difficult for you because your vagina will not be big enough for the baby to come out and all of that you know girls say a lot of things a lot of these stuff you know amongst each other but that is a lie of course people who are grown ups will know that that is a blatant lie but some girls are falling victim into 
um, losing their virginity just because uh, of the fear of having difficulty in child delivery by the time uh, they get married. Okay, so you need to uh, disabuse their minds from all of this. Okay, so I will stop at this point and I'm going to continue in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast channel again today. Don't forget, this is Counselor KP coming your way. And today, I'm looking at managing sexuality and ideal relationship. I'm putting this out as a tool that school counselors and parents can also use to help work with their adolescents, you know, whether boy or girl. There are some of those things that they need to know and you need to be there to feed them with the right information. Thank you for tuning in and God bless you. And in case you have uh, any question or you want to give any comment, you can reach me on plus 234-8055-840-482. Plus 234 482 until i come your way in my next episode thank you for tuning in to my podcast channel today god bless you